How about we have Christmas more than just in our hearts? We're coming right up on it, aren't we? This is Victory 91.5. That was down here on your Sound of Revival. This is Q in the Morning. I'm Quincy, and I do have now with me from Victory Church Midtown, Pastor Mo. What's going on, brother? I am awesome, Quincy. How are you doing today? <laughs> Man, it is always a privilege and an honor to be able to just have a platform to, to speak about what the Lord has done. And so I know that that's how you feel. And so as we introduce you to our audience this morning, give us a little bit of your story, your testimony to, to help people see why you're serving the Lord in ministry today. Well, absolutely. First of all, I must say, I feel like the Lord prepared me uh, for this particular encounter this morning as he allowed me to journey from the city. I felt like I was Jesus, Mary, and Joseph coming from uh, Bethlehem into Egypt. It was a little wild because I'm a city guy uh, down in Midtown, but I'm so glad to be here today. And I, I believe that in all things, uh, God works uh, meticulously and strategically mm. in our lives to put us in places um, that we know not of yet. Yes. But every encounter, everything that we're doing, every uh, action that we take, uh, even all the, the pitfalls that we come into sometimes mm -hmm. set us up for where he's going to take us and what he's doing through us. And so yeah. for my life, uh, grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, actually born uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, moved to Georgia when I was 12 years old in the Norcross area. Um, a lot of people, the first question they ask me when I say I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they say, hey, are there black people in Milwaukee? I say, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, there are. Um, and well, there's a big Greek freak there now. Yeah, that's right. Know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Holding it down, Milwaukee Bucks. So I, I get to claim the best of both worlds, yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks or the Hawks, whatever ones are doing yeah. the best, uh, the Packers or the Falcons, whatever ones are doing the best. But in my journey, um, you know, growing up even in middle school, I was a part of a French immersion school. So uh Growing up always in a multicultural environment, yeah. always around different types of people in mm -hmm. Milwaukee. It's a, it's a big place where a lot of different cultures are kind of uh, rubbing up against each other. And so I feel like even that, um, we'll get into that a little bit later, but even that has prepared me for where I am, how I am, mm -hmm. how we operate. And so, and growing up in Milwaukee, coming to uh, Atlanta, then moving from Norcross to Decatur, uh, I had a lot of different culture shocks and, and cultural uh, revelations about the different types of people, the different types of black people, white people, all types of culture that I was able to encounter. And I feel like that was a part of God just kind of preparing me mm -hmm. over time to minister in a way um, that did cross over cultural lines. Yeah. And so I, I feel like that's very significant in my past. Path and in my story of even coming here today. And, and so I'll just share this, you know, going into my senior year of high school, um, I grew up in the church. My dad was always in ministry. We were always in church all the time. But you know how it goes. You get in high school and you kind of want to do your own thing. All yeah, of us have that moment. We have to test yeah. the waters a little bit. And so I tested the waters. I had the fun, all those things. And I remember going into my senior year of high school and just starting to feel this prompting of really getting to know God for myself. Mm. And so at that time, my family and I, we went to church together. But at that moment, I felt the urging to start finding the church that was going to speak to me. Yes. And so at that time, uh, actually, my school, my high school was right around the corner from New Birth Missionary Baptist Church. Um, I joined that church by myself as a 16-year-old uh, uh, young man, uh, actually with, with a buddy of mine really started to get encounters from that ministry. The late Bishop Eddie Long um, was the pastor there and really took care of the community and all those things. And so I was exposed to ministry on a grand level, mm -hmm. uh, even at that time where I didn't even recognize that it was really grand because it's all that I knew. Right. And it was just what I had encountered. And so from that state, really just matriculating into college where I thought, okay, 
I'm this guy, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, but I'm a two-sport athlete, and I'm going to enjoy this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so in that moment, I thought I was going to go one path, but the Lord snatched me. Yes. He snatched me in a way that he would not allow me to go down a path that was going to be destructive for me because I believe that, again, God knows us. He knows how he made us. He knows that I'm like 100% in whatever I do. And so I feel like he knew that if I was to go off into sin, I would probably go 100% mm -hmm. and it would be detrimental to my life. And so he snatched me by his grace yeah. and I really just went hot for the Lord in college, started doing a fellowship of Christian athletes, yeah. really started leading, captain of the football team, uh, tennis team, and just really was an evangelist on fire for God in college. Uh, and from there, coming out of school, started working for New Birth Missionary Baptist Church. I worked there for 16 years uh, up until 2017. Uh, from there, um, I actually transitioned, you know, one of those kind of forced transitions, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, after Bishop Long had passed away. And then at that time, you know, it was really just seeking the Lord with my wife and I. We were trying to see God. What is it that you want us to do in this season? Yeah. Um, my wife and I prayed a lot about, like, God, where do you want us to now be planted in a church mm -hmm. um, that we are not necessarily having to be front-facing, working, and right. doing things? First time in my whole adult life where I was able to just come to church and enjoy church. Yeah. And so from that needed point— Needed that season. I needed that season. Yeah. It was a short season. I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but I needed that season where we were able to just come in and have a, a community of faith wrap their arms around us and allow was to kind of, in a sense, just kind of blend in for a while. And so as we prayed through that, we started attending Victory. I remember the first time we stepped into Victory at the Norcross campus, um, I sat down in the seat. My wife and I were sitting there probably, you know, above the production booth. We looked around, saw the four pillars of our ministry, which are um, uh, building family, transforming communities, reconciling cultures, and impacting nations. Mm. As I looked around the church, I looked at her and I said, babe, I think this is home. And now, you know, sometimes, a lot of times in, in a couple relationship, uh, in a marriage, one person is usually an earlier adopter than the other, then the other person mm -hmm. is more practical and you kind of balance each other. She looked at me and said, all right, bro, hold on just for a minute. <laughs> Let's just let's just kind of see, you know, what God is saying. I'm with you, but let's just just kind of pray through this. And so we kept attending, kept yeah. going. We would go to Victory, then go to another church, go to Victory, go to another church. But Victory just continued to feel like home. That's powerful. And so as it continued to feel like home, we noticed that this were this is where we we're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and so through that, we just started to kind of serve chime in, getting involved in children's ministry, serving behind the scenes, where pretty much no one knew who I was. Because of my prominent role at my former church at New Birth, I did run into people that knew who I was. But for the to, for the most part, we were able to kind of blend in, serve, see what the church was like without us being someone of note or mm -hmm. someone of notoriety. And we were able to go in there and just have a really great experience serving the kids. Yeah. Uh, and that was a great experience for us. Well, now we yeah. are going to get back into some music, but we are going to get some more into your story. And at the top of the hour, we're going to pray and all of that. Uh, but I'm interested to see how all of that season turned into the full-time ministry that you're doing now. Absolutely. So that's what we'll do next. Thanks for spending some time with us on Q in the morning. You are invited to enjoy this music and then more with Pastor Mo here on Victory 91.5. Beautiful rendition of O Come All Ye Faithful from Casting Crowns here on Victory 91.5. And I'm Quincy. This is Q in the Morning. We got Pastor Mo from Victory Church Midtown. And we got Victory on Victory today. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, we were talking a little earlier. And before we cover this hour in prayer, um, 
you were talking about how the Lord prepared you for this season. Yeah. And I kept hearing, you know, Esther and for such a time as this and that season of being fed instead of feeding and how that led into what you're doing in ministry now. Yeah. Yeah, I believe um, there's a statement that I say often, and, and it's this. I believe that everything that has happened in your life up to this point has prepared you for this point. Mm. And that God never wastes a moment. He never wastes trial. He never wastes victory. He never wastes anything that you may not even understand. Right. And so for us, uh, when you talk about such a time as this, um, just the mixture of experiences, um, even with my wife and I. So my wife's a associate provost at Oglethorpe University full time and serving in administration there has done an incredible job leading and, and guiding. Mm-hmm. And so her gift mix and the things that God has put on the inside of her, my background and the thing that God has actually impregnated me with being, uh, you know, one who is spirit filled, being one who understands excellence, uh, being one who have seen ministry on a small level and on a grand level. Mm -hmm. And even some of the trials that I went through to be able to have that season of sitting and receiving and reflecting and seeing from a different view, Mm -hmm. I believe has been so important. One of the things that um, I talk about and that my wife and I talk about when we're leading even our teams is we always want to make sure that we're leading in a way that we're sensitive to the person who is not familiar with church, leading yeah. for the person who is not familiar with all the the, the nuances and the traditions and the church language <laughs> that we speak. And so for us, what we really endeavor to do is to create a safe space for people to come in to encounter God. Yes. One of the things that our staff, we pray every week, is that we want to have an encounter with God. We don't want to just have a good church service. We don't want to just have a good production. We don't want to just have good preaching, mm-hmm. the lights, the cameras. We want to make sure that when people walk in, before they even walk the doors as they are driving on the parking lot mm-hmm. that they start to feel God's yeah. presence in a way that they know something is different. Yes. And so with that, a lot of times you have to, you know, pay attention to the nuances of life that are happening and don't forget what you've been through. Yeah. And so for that season that we were able to sit, we were able to hear from the lens of the receiver. Yes. And so what that does, it allows us to speak, to minister, to preach, to love on people from the place of being a receiver. One of the greatest gifts that we had was taking our short journey of trying to find a new church home. And so we went to some churches uh, after our first Sunday of no longer being at New Birth. And we vividly remember how it felt to walk into some churches and not feel welcome. Yeah. We vividly remember... So how we walked into some churches and, and we felt like another number where we knew the lights were great. All the stuff was, was, was looking good. But when we got there, it was like, ah, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like home. And it was a stark difference when we got to victory mm-hmm. that when we got there, we immediately felt welcome. We, we immediately felt like this is somewhere where you should be. And so what we've endeavored to do is, especially at Victory Midtown and across all of our campuses, we want to make people feel seen and heard. Mm-hmm. We have this thing that we talk about called the culture of care. And the culture of care is simply this. When people walk in, we want to inundate them with love. We want to make sure that before they even sit down, it's not just the the greeters or the new here's team responsibility to make someone feel feel welcome. It's everybody's. It's it's the person sitting in the pew. And so the great testimony that we get often is that when people visit our church, they're able to say, man, I was spoken to five times before I sat down. And people felt like, you know, they made me feel like I want you to be here. I'm glad you're here. And so we want to continue to do that. And mm-hmm. I feel like, again, every situation in your life, it has equity. Yes. It has weight. 
if you allow it to be used for God's glory. There's a power in perspective when you're not wasting a moment, but you're allowing those moments to mm. fuel how you're going to respond in the future with other people. That's good. Well, brother, I'm going to give you the honor of covering this hour in prayer before we get back into the music. Absolutely. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. But even as we speak about such a time as this, Father, I'm thanking you right now for those people who feel like their lives are in a holding pattern. I'm thanking you right now, God, for those people who don't necessarily see the clarity of this season. But, Father, let them understand that you're using everything for their good and you're working it out for their good. And, Father, you're allowing them to pay attention to the nuances, to the things that are happening, both good, bad, and ugly, so that it can be used for your glory. God, I pray right now for that person who feels like they're not seen, who feels like maybe they've made a misstep. Father, I thank you that you will use even what may be a misstep in their lives for a great step up in their lives for your glory. So, Father, we just love you right now. We thank you, and we cover our steps. We thank you that our steps are ordered by you, and we declare that we will receive the wisdom from you. Mm. We will understand how to take inventory and take priority in the things that you have placed us in and allow us to go forth in power, strength, authority, mm. and the peace of God Jeez. that surpasses all understanding. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Stick around. we got more with Pastor Mo here on Q in the Morning on Victory. 91.5. Victory 91.5. That's Jaden Lavick here on your sound of revival. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Can never get enough of God with us. That's right. And I love that the songs of the season can point to that. And here at Victory, we get the opportunity to play a plethora of singer-songwriters that the Lord has downloaded into for them to pour into us. And it's an amazing thing that we get to partner with ministries like Victory Church uh, and the Midtown Campus. Pastor Mo is here with us, and uh, we're having the opportunity to hear some of his story today. But right now, we're going to talk a little bit about what it is that the Lord is doing through victory across the different campuses, across different cultures, across different generations, and how all that plays into the mission of what victory is doing. Absolutely. I think it's a very unique and special opportunity that we have to reach all types of people. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I remember our uh, senior pastor saying, uh, Pastor Johnson Bowie, who's uh, taken over him and his wife, Summer, who have taken over from our founding pastors, Pastors Dennis and Colleen, who founded the church. Uh, recently, he said something that really made it make sense of why we kind of go through some of the changes we go through to mm -hmm. do ministry the way we do. Mm -hmm. And if you're familiar with some multi-church, uh, multi-site models around the nation and the world, the traditional model is generally that you have one main communicator that kind of is streamed or broadcast across all the campuses. Yeah. It's kind of plug and play. It is what it is. And it's like, hey, this is what we do. That's actually what we would call a, a model that is great. But at the same time, I think it has, personally, I think it has some limitations. One of the things that we do that Pastor Johnson actually said that is a unique thing and a gift to us is that we're not necessarily trying to just reach one demographic of person. We are actually trying to actually promote what the Word of God says, being a, about the mission of God, and all that will come and be affected by that, we want to make room for that. Mm. And so that's where the multicultural 
cultural multi-generational aspect comes in because we are one church in actual four physical locations and online mm-hmm. at the same time when you go to any of our campuses you will absolutely unequivocally know you're at Victory Church mm-hmm. with that same thing going though you will know the nuances of that particular area that particular culture from a personality standpoint Community. because there's a different personality in certain communities that are different from others yeah the Midtown community is a little bit different from our Ackworth community or our yeah. Hamilton Mill community yeah. our Norcross community kind of brings people from all over the city whereas the other campuses are a lot more focused in those local communities mm-hmm. and so what you see is we even sync up and we'll have like a percentage of our songs that are the same on a weekend while at the same time leaving room for the Holy Spirit to move and guide us based on what's happening in that particular place mm-hmm. at that particular time and so one of the things that I'm most proud of and, and very thankful to be a part of this church is that we don't have leadership like our senior leadership who's trying to hold the church so tight that we hold it so tight and squeeze out the element of Holy Spirit moving mm-hmm. and the nuances that will happen because a certain person and a, a people group need a certain thing. Well, you talked about making room, and even in this point, you and I were talking about it off the air, about the importance of making sure there's room for the Holy Spirit when you have multiple campuses, mm-hmm. when you have multiple services, when you have all of these elements all coming together. Yes. Tell me the importance about that from Victory's perspective. Yeah, and so I'll even kind of speak to it from a multicultural standpoint. Yeah. Uh, one of the things our founding pastor has said over and over again, I remember hearing this in the early times of my wife and I coming to Victory, is that because we're multicultural and multi-generational, but let's kind of lean into the multicultural, we are a church that nobody is going to be happy about their preferences being filled all the time. Mm. And what that simply means is that we're going to have the nuances of doing things in different ways that speak to the African culture, that speak to the Caucasian culture, that speak to the black American culture, that speaks to the Latino, the Asian at different times. Even this past weekend at our uh, campus at Victory Midtown, the last song we did, we had a few of the lines where we sung it in English and um, Korean and in Spanish. Wow. All in the same service. And what it does, it allows people to see that this gospel is bigger than my American view. True, and what you said earlier about being seen. Correct. It speaks Correct. to that as well. Yeah, we say that all the time. Actually, my wife has kind of coined that and kind of burned that in my mind. Of People need to see themselves if they're going to be a part of what you say you're about. Mm-hmm. And what we try to do is to make sure that from our platforms, from our prayer team, from our greeters, from our ushers and workers and things that are doing different things, we want to make sure that all cultures are represented because it's a lot easier for someone to approach someone that looks like them as a first step Mm. to get them into a broader view of what the gospel's fullness is. Yeah, that's good. Sometimes the limitation is... I don't feel like I belong here. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that we t- tear down and, and take away any barriers like that that are man-made so that we can let God move and breathe mm-hmm. into the lives of people like they need it in those moments. And then that also then brings them into a family, a community, and a history that is based on Jesus. Absolutely. And not a skin color, and not a nationality. Absolutely. So that's a powerful thing that we all have in common because this victory and your victory, we're looking at partnering 
with anybody that tunes in, anybody that comes through the doors, yeah. to make sure that we are all part of this Forever Kingdom family. And so that is an important thing that we get to talk about today in a couple of more instances here with Pastor Mo from Victory's Midtown Campus. We're going to do a little bit about their Christmas program that's coming up and also a little bit more about the ministry of Victory Church that the Lord has called them to. But at this moment, we're going to jump back into some music and we are going to continue with Pastor Mo here on Q in the Morning on Victory 91.5. That story, the greatest story of his love rescuing us, is, is what we're talking about. This season of Christmas, yes, there are presents with a T, but we need to talk about the presence of God more often, don't we? Hallelujah, what a Savior. That's from Austin Stone Worship from their A Day of Glory album here on Victory 91.5. And here on Q in the Morning on your Tuesday, we've had the privilege of speaking with Victory Church Midtown Campus Pastor, Pastor Mo, and uh, we're going to talk about something that you touched on earlier. So if, if you have been with us, you know that he talked about the four pillars of victory and what drew him to the ministry as they were being fed instead of doing the feeding in ministry. So can, take us back through that moment where you, you looked around and you saw the four pillars and how that kind of honed you in and remind us of what those are. Absolutely. I remember very vividly, and I tell this story often, of sitting in victory a few minutes before um, the church service started. And looking around because in that season my wife and i were really exploring and asking the lord to speak to us and show us where a home base of support would be as far as from a spiritual wraparound and use those four pillars yeah and, yeah you. and so he did i mean because <laughs> those are also values yes. and what happens is as we were looking i'm not a person that if i'm going to be a part of something i'm going to do it just because it has the name jesus on it right if you don't feel the presence of jesus in it mm. and so for me as i was sitting there and I saw those four pillars which are building families, transforming communities, reconciling cultures and impacting nations, I said, wow I'm about that yeah, we're about that. <laughs> and so it was almost like, uh, you know, sometimes we ask God for a sign and we want him to flick a light. Uh, he, he gave us a sign in four pillars <laughs> Neon, that are right, right there on the walls. And what yeah. I love about even how we try to pro continue to promote that is that every one of our campuses, you see the four pillars represented mm. um, in the sanctuaries and around the building to be reminded mm. of kind of that guiding light of, okay, we're all about Jesus, but we want to represent him through these ways and be intentional about it. Yeah. So how does that then come around to the wonder of Christmas and the program that you guys are putting together for this season? Absolutely. I think these particular four pillars, they are things that are kind of woven in the fabric and the fiber of our everyday lives. Mm. Uh, so much so that it could, be, it could even seem as if it's just ordinary and kind of in the background. And one of the, the main underlining themes of this particular production, this service, uh, this encounter that we'll have this weekend is that we're really trying to promote and understand that God can do extraordinary things mm. through what seems very ordinary. Yeah. And a lot of times what happens is that people disqualify themselves because they feel like, oh, I don't have that testimony or I don't have that pedigree or I don't have that experience or am I qualified? And God is saying, I didn't necessarily have to have you be qualified in your own right. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily call the qualified. I qualify the call. Amen. And he's called all of us to even in what seems ordinary open our eyes and be sensitive to the extra, extraordinary things that he wants to do in and through us. And the biggest extraordinary thing he has done is sent his son, Jesus, 
in what seemed like an ordinary situation with yeah. ordinary people, with people who weren't probably looking for this big, vast thing to happen in their lives, but God interrupted their regularly scheduled programs mm. and said, I'm going to insert my son <laughs> who is going to save the world. Amen. Well, I encourage people to go to ChristmasInATL.com for the details, but we're going to give you some of those details here in just a few moments on Q in the Morning because we got Pastor Mo for one more opportunity, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about the wonder of Christmas and how that's going to go at the Victory campuses. And you can go to ChristmasInATL.com for more of those details as you can stick around here for some details about the end of the year at Victory Radio here at the Sound of Revival. Some more songs of the season here on Victory 91.5, an opportunity to worship the Father in song in word and in prayer, we are so privileged that we get to do that every single day, 24-7, here on The Sound of Revival, because you are a part of what the Lord is doing through this radio ministry. If you don't hear us tell you who sang a song, you can always go to victory.radio, click on View Playlist. It'll tell you the last several hours of what's been playing, and that's a great way to stay connected, by the way. Always go to victory.radio. Well, speaking of victory today, we have the honor of having Pastor Mo from Victory Church Midtown, and uh, they have a Christmas program coming up, The Wonder of Christmas. We've talked a little bit about it. We touched on it the last opportunity we had to talk, but there's a lot going on during yeah. this production. So so break it down a little bit for us. Tell us what's happening. Yeah, first of all, I want to say this is an exciting time. Yeah. Again, the whole premise of the production is for us to not lose the wonder and the real reason for the season. Mm. And, and what I'm excited about is that this is appropriate for uh, anyone, you know, no matter what age you are, no matter what race, no matter what gender, you're able to come and experience this. This is good for the six-year-old and the 86-year-old. Amen. And so we're going to have some special things going on um, outside. We'll have a live nativity right there on site at all four of our physical campuses. We'll have photo booths around all the campuses so you can actually commemorate this time with mm. your family and with your church family. We'll have uh, hot cocoa. We'll have um, all the things, all the trimmings going on so you can really feel like you're in the season of Christmas. And so yeah. as you're taking part of all those things, again, whether you're at our Norcross campus, our Hamilton Mill campus, our uh, North Cobb campus, or our Midtown campus, you'll be able to experience this. And even those who may be outside of the uh, Atlanta area, you can actually watch online as well by going to ChristmasInATL.com as well. And so we just want to really open this up because we feel like this is an opportunity for people to see again a, a free can I say that a free, free. Uh, presentation of what wasn't free for us God <sighs> sent his son and that wasn't free now you're gonna start <laughs> preaching I'll that, like, it might be on me for a moment <laughs> that wasn't a free gift it was a free gift that we're able to receive but it cost God something it. the father mm -hmm. to send his son into the earth and so in this moment though we're able to have a, a highly um, professional spirit filled presentation of the birth of Jesus yes. coming into the earth mm. uh, that you'll be able to experience at all four of our physical locations and online. And I, I just really believe it's going to be inspiring. Yeah, I believe it's going to have us interrogate our hearts. It's going to allow us to be reminded about why we celebrate. Because again, if you're like me, um, you know, you have a busy lifestyle, you're doing stuff. And if we're not careful, we'll just make Christmas another burden. 
you know, the, the gifts that I have to go buy, the, the hustle and bustle of the holidays, the extra traffic, mm-hmm. especially living in the city. Yeah. But we have to make sure that we are very careful to make sure that we emphasize and focus on the wonder of our God, which is the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, coming into the earth in what seemed like ordinary fashion, but actually causing an extraordinary result for all of us. And so I'm excited. I'm excited. All of our campus pastors will be presenting parts of the message. We'll have live music. Uh, Even for those who are maybe four and under, we'll have uh, child care for them. So like some of the babies can be in those rooms and Mm -hmm. be ministered to even while the production is going on in the sanctuary. So it's going to be a great time for the entire family. Well, one of the things we've talked about this morning is the multicultural aspect of the ministry of victory. And you've got translation available at two of the campuses as well. So why don't we let people know which campuses they can have that available. Absolutely. So at our Hamilton Mill location, we'll have translation in Spanish and Korean. And at our Norcross campus, we'll have translation in Spanish, Portuguese, and French. And uh, English, of course. You know, so (laughs) it's going to be a great time. And, And I think that's so special. Again, we're trying to make room uh, so that there are no barriers to people receiving yeah. the gospel and receiving this particular Whew. message. That's powerful. Christmas in Atlanta, ChristmasInATL.com through Victory and their campuses. You know, you were talking about what is the danger of what we can become in this season if we're not careful. And there's a quote I saw the other day that leads to this, and it says, Are you worshiping the season or are you worshiping Jesus? Mm. And there's no doubt when you leave this wonder of Christmas from victory of which one was being absolutely, done, right? Absolutely. When you said that, you know, the preacher in me just actually made an addendum to that. Are you worshiping the season or are you worshiping the reason? Ooh, glory. <laughs> see, see, you got the alliteration going on there as a preacher. Well, I am so excited that we have the opportunity to get to know you a little bit and to get to vi- know victory a little bit more today. And also this opportunity for people December the 23rd, December the 24th, the wonder of Christmas at Victory at their campuses. ChristmasInATL.com is the place you can go to get all the details of everything we've talked about as far as the Christmas program. And if you missed our conversation, if you're just tuning in, uh, the Cute in the Morning Highlights podcast, that'll be available through our social media platforms in a little while later on today uh, to hear this whole conversation with yeah. Pastor Mo. Man, thanks so much for stopping by. You're very welcome. And I just want to say this last thing. I really want to personally invite each and every one of you listening, anyone under the sound of my voice, to Please come out. Don't let this holiday go by. Don't let this weekend go by and just say, hey, I'm just going to rest at home. We're going to recoup. This will be refreshing for your soul. Mm. This will be something that actually jolts you into your new season. I believe this is very intentional that this is at the end of the year, uh, Christmas season. As we prepare to go into 2023, we're able to have our minds set on Jesus and continue to know the wonder of our God and know, watch this, the real reason for the season. Let's get it. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Mo, for stopping by. Thanks for Victory, for investing in Victory and having the opportunity for us to share the wonder of Christmas with you today. I am excited to see what the Lord is going to do with the rest of our Victory family throughout the day. Nathan's going to be coming in to take care of you in just a little bit. Coffee with Corey this afternoon. Then you have Tim Watkins this evening at 7 to have some primetime preaching and teaching time with you. Then there's the overnight with Pam Johnson. I'll be back for Q in the morning at 6 a.m. tomorrow. I am so glad that I've had this opportunity to worship the Father together with you in song, in word, and in prayer on Victory 91.5.